Tribe Productions presents The Creator's Journey with your host and the founder of Tribe Kunal Purswani. This is a casual yet deeply intimate and unfiltered experience where I share my life as a person and as a creator. I also host a variety of guest creators who share their journey and their experiences. Welcome to the third episode of my podcast. This week, I took part in Ridley Scott and Kevin McDonald's Life in a Day 2020 documentary. Basically, I just filmed everything I did, you know, during the day and submitted all of that raw footage. Since I already had documented my day, I decided to make a vlog out of it and it it turned out to be a really good supplement to the first episode of this podcast where I talk about my lockdown routine. First thing I want to say about this is that vlogs are really hard. I had 10 times more footage than what you can see in the video. It is really tough to take so much footage and arrange it sequentially to tell a story. Even, you know, choose footage for the story. For me, the toughest part was the lack of interest I had in editing it. Vlogs are not something I enjoy watching except Casey Neistat, of course. So naturally, I had no inclination to do it. The only reason I did it was because I wanted to take a break from the usual, you know, opinions and very heavy stuff and try something new. I'm also working on two other major things, one of them being the short film, which required me to free up some time from my schedule, so this worked very well in that sense. But I guess the lesson I want to give creators this week is to learn to repurpose your content. I do this all the time with my LinkedIn stuff. A lot of my LinkedIn stuff makes it in the podcast and a lot of stuff from the podcast makes it to my video. Like for example this vlog. It's basically a whole cycle of the same content being repurposed for different platforms. This works especially well when you have one really popular piece of content and you want to milk the fuck out of it. Even in this case you could say that I repurposed the first podcast content to make a video. A common misconception around repurposing is that people feel it means you take the exact same thing and post it again. No, that that really sucks. Don't do that. It means taking the content in the video or the podcast or the post or the tweet and making it in a format that suits the platform you're posting it on. It could also mean taking old content and building upon that, creating new stuff out of that. A good example of this would be Ashish Chanchalani. What he does on his IG at least is that he takes clips from his older videos and puts a relatable caption like um that one topper friend when exams get cancelled and then he says tag them and then he posts them bare minimal effort but it's highly rewarding as you can see on his IG wow i sound like one of those get rich quick you know with these five easy step gurus get content out quick with these five easy steps no 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 that's not the point of this my friends tell me that I do sound like, you know, those kind of people often nowadays, but I'm assuring you that I'm not one of them cuz I'm not asking you for your money or selling you some shady course. I'm just asking you to give me 40 minutes of your time every week to listen to this podcast though. It will be worth it. At least that's what my Lamborghini says. I think ranting is going to become a thing on this podcast cuz today I want to talk to you guys about the way brown people treat cultural appropriation and honestly it's shameful so this week south korean pop star sunmi dropped a tiktok in which she was dancing to tunak tunak by the legend dalair mehndi she faced backlash for it because she and her friends or you know the background dancers i don't know made some weird expression 
did some head bobbing and you know that kind of stuff that Indians are normally stereotyped for. So that's good, you know. People felt that she was mocking Indian culture and called her out for it, demanding an apology, stuff like that. You know, cool. What really left me shocked is the number of Indians that were defending her, and this is something I've noticed a lot among the allegedly woke youth. They will call out Kim Kardashian for wearing a bindi, you know, Sara Ali Khan for belittling and appropriating African culture, but will laugh when Americans call Indians bobs and vagine. They will encourage white TikTokers for bobbing their head and doing really, really stereotypical stuff to a song like Skechers, or in this case, you know, Korean people to to knock to knock. Whenever I talk about this to them, whenever I confront such people about this, they will say, "Oh, the Kim K wearing braids thing is cultural appropriation because black women were discouraged to wear them, and they were oppressed, and all of these bob and vagine jokes aren't used to oppress us." In a way, I agree with them about the bob and vagine jokes because they're like Karen jokes. They're used to shut up people who think they are entitled to something. But the problem starts when all Indians equals to bob and vagine head bobbing, etc., or when all white women equal to Karen. These terms are being used to make fun of and oppress brown people. If you are an international student like me, and you are saying that you've never been called curry, bobs, vagine, sand nigger, and other such words, then you gotta stop fooling yourself and the world. The problem is that these people, including me earlier, I'm not saying I'm all righteous, have a very Western outlook on problems like these. Whatever is trending out there, for like, for example, a white girl wearing a Chinese dress to a prom. is what we'll see as problematic and the only reason those people call that stuff out is because someone from a minority community like in this case the chinese community actually raised their voice that's the problem with us brown people either we're too afraid to raise our voice or we don't respect our culture enough to those who were defending sunmi and other non indian people creating a caricature out of us through these things i want to ask you only one thing Is your definition of cultural appropriation dependent on what's trending, or do you genuinely not respect your identity? Well, the sole purpose of this rant was to call out hypocrisy among the woke youth, because me, I'm guilty of everything. I don't selectively defend or attack cultures. Me sabki machotta ho. American gun-loving fatso. Sudanese starving. Chinese good at math. For legal reasons, that is a joke. Oh wait, even jokes aren't safe now. When it comes to me, I don't care if you make caricatures out of me or anyone. I love jokes, as Ricky Gervais said. Comedy is where the mind goes to tickle itself. But if you're genuinely hurting someone's sentiments, it is okay to apologize. Doesn't make you any less of a comedian or a pop star, a K-pop star, or an influencer. You don't apologize for the joke or the thing you did itself. You apologize for hurting sentiments. That is something I strongly believe in. Like even in this case, I couldn't. Care lesser if Sunmi make made ten videos dancing to Tunak Tunak, but if she has hurt someone's sentiments, someone felt bad, then it is good of her to apologize. People are defending her, saying, "Oh, I don't see what's wrong in this video. Fuck off. Stop making this about yourself. This is not about what you see and what you don't see. This is about another group of people, and what they feel. As long as they are not being physically or verbally violent, they have the right to voice their opinion and demand an apology." But in this case, people have been abusing her, which is something you should address instead of making this about yourself. So to end this rant, firstly, if you disagree with me, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. You can reach out to me. All my handles are linked, and we can have a good discussion. If I have hurt you in any way, I'm sorry for hurting you, but not for saying whatever I did. See, simple as that. People didn't make me less of a podcaster. I don't know. Maybe it did. Fuck. 
So last two episodes, I've been attacking the alt left, but I don't want to co- come off as anti-liberal. I'm most definitely liberal, but I'm anti-bullshit. I just feel a little scared attacking the alt right in our country, considering the current political climate. I mean, you attack the alt left, you get cancelled on social media. You attack the alt right, you get cancelled in real life. All right, fuck all that. Let's get a little lighter. This week, I discovered what is popularly known as ASMR. I mean, I've watched a lot of ASMR because I follow the relaxing end and Bob Ross. But this week, I saw hardcore ASMR. It just shows you how close ASMR is to porn, right? Because one, it makes you feel good, and two, there's a lot of role play involved. It has everything from basic hair cutting and receptionist role play to Star Wars and other fantasy type stuff. You find a pretty similar selection of videos on Pornhub. Mom, if you're listening to this, I only know this because of my friends. Please don't switch off my internet connection. So naturally, this week's recommendation is Fred's ASMR. To be specific, his Lego builds. I mean, he has other role play type stuff if that's your thing. I mean, if I watch those, I just can't control my laughter. I like Lego, so for me, that's the perfect type. Check out his channel. Link will be in the description. And if you also like Lego, reach out to me. Let's have a good conversation. You know, let's fangirl over Lego. And if you're a creator, DM me your best content so I can recommend it. Now to the guest creator of the week. Today we are in conversation with Arya Javeri. Hello, bro. Can you hear me? Hello. What's up, bro? What's up, my brother Arya Javeri? Welcome to my podcast. Good to be here, sir. How are you? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm doing better than ever, oh, to be good. honest. Yeah. And how are you? How's business? Let's talk business. I wouldn't exactly call it business more than like just something I do in my free time. I'm mm-hmm. bored in life, and I have something else to do, and mm-hmm. give myself some validation that I'm not wasting time. So. Yeah. All right. So introduce yourself, because a lot of people who are listening won't know who you are, because you know it's not just right. jumped by people. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Hi guys. Um, I'm Mario. I've started this initiative with a group of friends called Candid Expressions. It's an Instagram website slash thingy for artists where they come present, work, share stuff, and just get inspired on a regular basis. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, what exact? How exactly does it function? I I've read that it's a portfolio, right, for artists. Like you can right. come. So, uh, uh, so we started off with calling it being a space for people to just express, like the name suggests, candid expressions. Mm-hmm. It's more about where people come and showcase their work in any kind of art form they like. Can be writing, photography, music. any kind of thing you're interested in the space for you to put up your work and because we are teenagers and we are lazy we come up with things <laughs> called as themes just to yeah. keep all the creators going giving them something new mm-hmm. to work on on a regular basis because mm-hmm. we all once in a while need something new to work on and that's something we've been trying to do for the last couple of months oh that's that's really cool so um do you do you think you have any future with candid as in um like making revenue or stuff like that So it essentially started off as a very like a random idea, something I'm bored after high school kind of a thing. Because mm-hmm. 
like you have three months of time university is still far away and you have nothing else to do so mm-hmm. it just started off as a random thing i wanted to do with a group of friends but mm-hmm. seeing how it's going i don't think uh, if i see monetization or revenue getting some sources of revenue in the future then i may consider but right now the main objective is just to reach out to as many creators as we can and give ah. them a platform to express in general that's that's really cool man like you're just doing it for no money i would have never done that <laughs> i would have make the fuck out of this like oh you want to make a portfolio come on 500 bucks per month so um you're studying at ashoka right right now right and what are you studying so i'm uh, studying politics philosophy and economics mm-hmm. so i was on my path of going to a business school where i took a complete u turn i'm like let's try out liberal arts ah. let's try out subjects i've never have because yeah. i thought i come from a family like i have a family business so mm-hmm. i thought that's something i will eventually learn mm. but might as well try something at this age where i'm confused and i don't know what to do so just yeah. try as many things as possible oh that that's really cool and has that in any way impacted your career at candid like have you taken your learnings from whatever you learned at ashoka so i mean writing 2500 papers or 3000 word papers <laughs> doesn't really really help when it comes to doing a time pass project which <laughs> is not time pass anymore yeah but uh, i mean i mean parts of it yes if like let's say i'm studying i've been introduced to behavioral economics right mm-hmm. it's about understanding how consumers think and how it, how whatever like how can different kind of um, there are consumer insights or nudges in the market so mm-hmm. it's very something theoretical and yeah. candidates gives me a more practical approach to it so whatever i learn i find some small way to implement it in this initiative so candidate has been a great platform for me to try out different things and just see things in a more practical sense than me just reading about it definitely i mean um anyone who goes to b school or let's say in your case economics politics type of stuff but still business related stuff in some sense i feel like right, they right. should have an entrepreneurial venture even if it's not successful before they graduate with that degree otherwise it's useless because what do you even learn at business school you learn very theoretical stuff that you don't apply whereas on the other hand if you see cs or stem based stuff you learn it and you apply it to research but in b school what the fuck do you do it's just yeah so props to us i mean for <laughs> i mean stuff. i guess i guess we made the right decision but again i wouldn't like discourage people are going to b school i mean if it's your passion to just study business and business theories then why not but when it comes to a practical understanding that's how i think i like to learn mm-hmm. um, if i don't see it happening so even when i'm studying politics if i'm read, i'm reading about some theory then i like to see the practical application of it like yeah. ap- in the real world because mm-hmm. the- like logically theory doesn't really make sense if you can't see it really happening you know yeah. or you read some yeah. case study about it so mm-hmm. that's more or less it if i read something if i study something and i think it's practical there's a practical application to it i might as well understand and try it out yeah very true so um with candid with all of this going on for you do you have an end goal like to any of this or is this just very very random stuff that's happening in your life have you thought of anything so- so yeah i mean yeah there is no long term vision as such but there is obviously something we look forward to i think there is no cost to doing an initiative like this when i'm studying simultaneously because i mean i'm not losing anything i'm just 
meeting new people connecting with more people and just trying something new right but yeah, when it true. comes to a long term objective whether there's an end goal i would just say that the end goal would be to get people get teenagers to stick to something without money being the incentive ah, like, yeah, yeah. i think that's the biggest achievement having like a team of 15 16 people working without them getting any money <laughs> yeah. return, but still doing it only because it's something cool to try out yeah no no this brings me to a question that i've always wanted to ask you i've seen this cuz i've worked with you with tedx and what not um you are very good at bringing people together so I mean, I <laughs> no 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 you are you are like you can see it with candid youths i saw it with tedx and um so do you ever think that you could take something like candid let's say the artists at candid and make a major mm. project out of it like a live event or some kind of a let's say media production you know co- make those artists and you know right. other people collaborate and do something so i mean if you create a good network and you create a good relationship with the people who are contributing to the platform there are i think many more opportunities which i still haven't figured out right so hmm. the last one year has been has gone behind getting the tech platform in place getting the designs in place just figuring out what exactly what the fuck you're doing yeah. right because i had no idea what i'm doing for <laughs> the last 6 months so it was more about just you're trying out new things again and again but now we have now that we have like a good pool of Uh, like a good number of creators on board i think there is there are a lot of opportunities and avenues to try out so something that we are trying out we are going to try out is getting multiple creators to come together and create and come up with a new piece of content yeah so a lot of platforms like you see a lot of people making new instagram pages a lot of people publishing their own blogs or their own youtube mm-hmm. channels but mm-hmm. i think in candid if i am able to provide these creators with an opportunity to meet with new people and create good content i think that's an achievement in itself definitely so i think once the relationship has been established and we keep brainstorming i think more ideas will just keep coming in place and maybe a live major event can be something to look forward to mm-hmm. that's that's really cool and the thing is you've got these 16 people you said 16 people on the team yeah yeah and you've got them working for no money no end goal nothing that's that's really charismatic of you it really shows your leadership right so how do you do that how do you convince someone because <laughs> i need that advice <laughs> i have like three people working for me right now and i really need more people so i think the best part about getting someone to work without money is in something qualitative they gain like nobody's going to work if they don't see anything in return so hmm. major in the outside world the return is money right money yeah. and recognition and just like validation and you're i think in candid because you know internships at our age is more about doing logistical work yeah candid these people like us people like us the opportunity to try something which is more productive like mm-hmm. um, my friends who are interested into coding get to develop an entire website and see it functioning on a regular basis Mm-hmm. people who are interested in design get to create stuff put it up on social media than just you know listening to someone and getting orders from them so i think mm-hmm. the whole ability to try on things on your own mm-hmm. to see your work being appreciated and just getting to learn from more people many more people around you and just upping your skill is a, i think is an incentive for people who are working right now yeah definitely definitely so um any advice for someone who wants to start something similar like candid 
you know i mean right. it's a very unique concept and let's say someone wants to do something very similar not not the same let's say something similar right right any advice to them because i know it's a tough journey from where you've come this entire one year so any advice i, that I would just say buy your domain like the first <laughs> thing is to <laughs> yeah. like like the first thing what happened is when we had the idea like i think mm-hmm. oh july 2019 before like the good year like uh, when we when i had the idea at a very rough stage and mm-hmm. we were like before we do anything let's just buy the domain because otherwise we'll keep going in circles because mm-hmm. once you have a domain and once you've paid for it you mm-hmm. have you will feel the urge of doing something about it yeah so, very true instead of you know just brainstorming and keep thinking about how you can improve it's important that you just go out there and try it out like like your journey itself like how you started off with the kind of videos you started out with mm-hmm. and what kind of videos you're producing right now yeah there's a complete shift and that shift yeah. only came out because you started putting it online mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing i've learned from my journey and i'm seeing you learn the same thing in your journey is that mm-hmm. just start doing it once you yeah. once you at least go out there and see people appreciating your work you will figure out what you want to do and how you go about doing it but the important thing is just to start i think mm-hmm. i mean yeah a lot of people don't do that work you know they don't post it online or they just don't do what they want because they're afraid that people won't appreciate their work and has that ever happened to you with candid like has someone anyone ever said that fuck candid i i don't like it <laughs> i mean obviously that always comes right? yeah. i mean i think it really doesn't matter like what people think about it because you know what you're doing and obviously you know it's not perfect mm-hmm. like you are today an 18 year old who has no skill no no specialization in yeah. any skill yeah and you are no professional and you're an amateur and you're just beginning so mm-hmm. by default it's an undis- like it's something understood that it's not going to be an amazing piece of work obviously right? yeah <laughs> and i think that understanding and that realization is very important because you can't expect people to say oh bro you're doing a very fabulous job mm-hmm. because you you're not a professional and today your work is in progress even if you started putting it out there it's a work in progress and it always will be yeah and i think that's the beauty of it because if it's in a work in progress there's a lot of potential to improve definitely and get new things done mm-hmm. yeah I'm, i yeah, really i mean yeah i agree with that um you know sometimes the hate actually you know it helps you improve like sometimes if you read between the lines it gives you some really good criticism and uh and i think yeah a lot of other criticism is also motivation you know like not not in the aspect of proving someone wrong mm-hmm. but in the aspect of just you know maybe i can do it differently yeah definitely i mean for me it's been that very negative thing of oh i want to prove this person wrong i'm trying mm-hmm. to move away from that entire motivation of proving someone wrong cuz i right. know from <laughs> even from experience and other things that that is a very negative motivation but yeah fuck i mean it's a motivation so like whatever keeps you going i would say but it's always good to have something positive going like yeah. make, making you push yeah. than something negative definitely so i i want to say something about that um a lot of um before this entire guest interview this podcast has this thing wherein i talk about my life or like something i really want to voice so it has this one at least now it started to have this one section where i rant and sometimes right. when i'm rant rant and um right right <laughs> so yeah just i thought you were like <laughs> so sometimes that rant can get very very negative at least for me in my head like cuz i'm really really attacking someone with that rant 
but you know what i try to do i try to become a bit more positive about it and then in fact that helps me improve the rant like it makes my logic a bit more solid like when mm-hmm. i come from a place of place of hate it feels that the logic is rooted in the hate it Very does not make much sense but once i try to put a neutral perspective on it it makes the rant like proper like a polished turd i mean it's still a turd but it's a polished turd <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean that makes sense because like again like it's very weird to just listen to you saying that it's a, a rant is coming from a positive mindset exactly <laughs> exactly doesn't <laughs> it's it's really weird but uh, it's 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 a way to keep the negativity away that's something i've learned during this lockdown you know keeping the negativity right. at bay but obviously not distancing myself from it i need to embrace it. it it's what helps me be creative in the first place so for sure for sure i think a lot of times uh, feeling bad about what you're doing or just people criticizing your work mm-hmm. really makes you see it in a way which you never would have because i mean if it's your content you're obviously you'll have a bias towards it and i think definitely getting that criticism is very is very important so that it breaks that bias and it makes you see it from a user or a consumer's perspective and i think that's some like you know in b school or in like business courses mm-hmm. they always say try to understand from the consumer's perspective yeah. and i always thought that ha theek hai matlab how can it how difficult can it be but when you try doing it that's where the practical aspect comes in when you actually try implementing something getting the user's perspective is the toughest part to do definitely. the toughest thing to do definitely but i do have some really good advice on that the first thing is whenever i'm coming up with content that um any content to be honest and uh, what i do is i before i start even thinking about that new piece of content i go on youtube and i see other videos videos that i want to watch and then i take stuff from that videos as in not the content literally just like let's say the format or you know the essence of that video mm-hmm. and inculcate it in mind because i know that if i want to watch this then definitely someone else would want to watch something similar coming from me so that's i think a good way to you know put yourself out there make yourself a consumer you know let's say you um you have a phone brand let's say you are oneplus ka ceo and you need to make a new phone so the best way to know how a consumer thinks is to become a consumer go buy a fucking iphone and see why people want it right yeah for sure so again there are i mean i completely agree but mm-hmm. there is also another side to it right because mm-hmm. one is that you observe a consumer need and one mm-hmm. is you create a consumer need yeah. right so when i started candid mm-hmm. i my main reason for starting it was that see i see a potential here yeah. i see that there are so many like it's not an actual statistic but uh, i think that every like every other person or like three and five people will have like an instagram page or blog or a youtube channel of their own yeah or are doing something online where they are mm-hmm. showcasing their work mm-hmm. so if everybody is out there trying to create something new are mm-hmm. trying to showcase their talents to the entire world why not you bring all of them together mm-hmm. make a platform to uh, get them to show their work to many more people mm-hmm. a platform for amateurs to like reach to a wider audience mm-hmm. and in that aspect i was there's no a platform like this i mean there are certain there are many smaller organizations or who are trying to do the same thing but i think there's a there's definitely a need that needs to be served a need that not 
that is not easily realized by a normal consumer like today if i have a blog of my own mm-hmm. i'll firstly i wouldn't think that there is a platform out there for me where i can showcase my work mm-hmm. and reach out to many more people mm-hmm. so if i don't realize it then i don't think it's a need right but yeah. if there's a platform that shows that oh that you can do something like this mm-hmm. then that's also a way of going about it right mm-hmm. one is what you suggested that you observe that what people are doing and you replicate or take an take in, get inspired by it yeah. and take inspiration from it and try it on your own mm-hmm. or you show that oh like you're something you can do which you never realized you can yeah, right? yeah like something like, like your gaming and giving your opinion mm-hmm. like yeah i never thought that i would <laughs> i would want to listen to political advice in a way like that yeah right? yeah i mean you're creating a need out there for mm-hmm. the normal consumer mm-hmm. again for that i have to really really experiment this is not something as you said this is not something that i got from somewhere else this is like oh i was feeling bored one day i was gaming and i was having political thoughts or you know just basic opinions in my head so i'm like why shouldn't i just speak it if i'm gaming and i'm getting those thoughts <laughs> why shouldn't i just speak it right. <laughs> yeah. exactly the same place from where i got candid's idea i'm bored <laughs> i don't have anything to do let's try it out yeah no boredom boredom is the best thing that can happen to anyone to be honest i mean this entire podcast youtube whatever everything that i'm doing right now just stemmed from boredom because boredom reaches a point like it reaches such an extreme point especially in this lockdown where you find ways to excite yourself and that's when you truly find what you want to do right exactly yeah yeah so um i i wanted to say something actually make a comment earlier um about your candid expression and getting people together so one thing that you do help people with is consistency a lot of these people uh, like random people who have blogs or mm-hmm. you know youtube channels they're not consistent with their content they don't post every week they'll post like exactly. okay today i'll make some types of video which is really common on youtube for some reason like everyone has done it i have done it at one point i don't remember when not in this <laughs> time but i've done it and then they'll wait 6 months and then the next video will come then they'll wait one year then the next video then two years and when they get into college they'll make a video how i got into college and that's what candid helps with right you have these themes as you said earlier they really help with consistency because then people can they have an inspiration to make an idea you know right 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 so i mean obviously when we all like you said we all try something then we get bored we try something else right yeah. but if i'm coming up with different kinds of themes every month Mm-hmm. I mean, there is some hope for me to retain that creator so that <laughs> yeah. they consistently put yeah. up their work. Because this platform only works if people submit their expressions. Mm-hmm. If yeah, tomorrow all the creators think that oh, this is like this is not inspiring me anymore, then it doesn't work. Like then it doesn't work because the platform is made of creators and is made for creators. Yeah. And all and it is where the effort comes in is how I keep them going and how I keep it interesting for them. So mm-hmm. be it getting celebrities to talk. about something or getting mm-hmm. them connected to some event where they can go and perform or bringing them together to make a piece of their own so mm-hmm. any new idea i get anything i can do to keep them interested is mm-hmm. where the value addition comes from oh okay okay so i wanted to ask this question earlier not for myself but like obviously i would be flattered if i was invited to be a creator <laughs> for you is it open to everyone or is it like okay i'm going to choose these many creators and only they can submit to candidate right so i mean it's not open for i mean it is obviously open for everyone but mm-hmm. we put a process in place called where every expression is like just 
read through by the by someone in the team so the main motive for this is not one is to ensure quality on your platform that you are yeah definitely that, content. that is exactly why but, i asked this but mm. the second thing is also that you the creator gets feedback on their work mm. like if you see like i'm sure you've heard of unsplash an open source platform for people to put up photographs right yeah. what it's not open source as such because they have a very rigid process in place where mm-hmm. only good quality photos go up mm-hmm. and the beauty of a concept like that is that the even though that you, if today my piece gets rejected on candid expressions mm-hmm. i get to know why it's getting rejected mm-hmm. and i know what i have to improve like i yeah. said we aren't professionals and we mm-hmm. don't we cannot create the best piece of work but if today my friends are helping me create something better Mm-hmm. then i would want to take that opportunity like mm-hmm. the problem with so many content creators out there is that there's no one to see their work before mm-hmm. they put up right yeah. so candid comes in as a mediator to see that see your work is good this is where you can improve and this is how you should publish it mm-hmm. so i mean it's not happening at that level right now mm-hmm. but that's the aim that candid ah. becomes a mediator and helps amateurs improve their content before mm-hmm. they go online so that there's some amount of consistency Mm-hmm. and they're getting some feedback on how they should improve their work that's that's really cool man do you think i should submit my content to you before i upload it <laughs> <laughs> it's a <some> fucking feedback <laughs> i'll submit this podcast <laughs> i will go for it bro i mean i'll get more content for my website for yeah, sure yeah, no no you can definitely post this as your own content this is just a conversation man <laughs> oh that's that's really cool so um I have a question for you like I've heard the entire process of candid um so there's this firm I just recently discovered it's called Pesto mm-hmm. and what it mm-hmm. does is it takes um people who are a little experienced in coding gives them a 3 month like course and in that 3 month course they learn a lot more about coding like they become proper professionals and then mm-hmm. um that very company Pesto helps them get placed in like bigger companies like Google Microsoft and right. for the next 3 years they take like 10% of their salary as part of the payment cuz the entire thing is free They've, correct so do you think candid could become something like that wherein not not tech based but um creativity based wherein you have a let's say a blogger comes in and you give him a 3 month course on writing writing a blog mm. and then you get him placed in like um a newspaper or a professional blogging agency do you think candid could do something like that I mean again I would not say there's no potential to do something like this it's just mm-hmm. there is I mean like I I'm hearing about this for the first time and I think it's a cool concept to think about like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say if I had to come out with a course on candid mm-hmm. regarding creativity or right like like you mentioned blogging how to learn mm-hmm. how to like how to learn mm-hmm. I would say that I wouldn't have my team members creating a course Mm-hmm. because end of the day we are also like bunch of teenagers who are in college studying something mm-hmm. and we aren't professionals but if i had to do something like this i would there are two ways i would go about it either i would connect to some celebrity and yeah. get them to create a course or i would recommend courses from candidates behalf mm, yeah but i am not looking at it from an opportunity of monetization mm-hmm. but i am looking at it an opportunity of how creators can up their work yeah, so definitely. i mean it's a great idea and i mean i'm sure there'll be some way of incorporating it in the future but <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean i wouldn't say no to a like to a idea like this mm. so i've heard so much about candid and 
I've want, wanted to ask this question for a while. Like I've been following Candid for a while and seeing the stuff that you do. And like, obviously that you have other various people from different fields working for you. Would you say Candid is like an incubator for these people? Like, for example, first of all, obviously you have creativity. You have people blogging amateurly and obviously they can up their skills, as you said. Then apart from that, you have um, marketing people, you have design people, you have coding people, and they are definitely improving their skills by doing this. So would you describe Candid as an incubator for these people? I mean, it's an incubator for me. Like, I get to... (laughs) I get to lead, like, I don't think an opportunity like this would ever come if I was in some institute. Like, yeah, like we did TEDx together yeah. and we had like MUNs in school, but the feel is completely different because there is no teacher or there mm. is no deadline. There is nothing that, like, you know, restricts you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the experience is completely different. I know people in my team who tell me that, like, oh, I had this meeting, uh, some Society, like meet, club meeting in, in my college today mm-hmm. and they were brainstorming about marketing ideas and I had a lot of ideas because of Candid. So oh, that's cool. I think that and that also comes in with the incentive part that if you see that you are learning then you don't need any other incentive to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. If you are connecting with people from different school, different age groups and just doing different things who are good at it then I mean that's an incentive in itself. I mean if tomorrow I get an opportunity to work in some organization where I get to connect with many more people and learn something, then I would yeah. definitely go for it. Yeah. And I think that's what every person of our age aspires to be. Yeah. Right. Because like we, like, again, we aren't professionals and we aren't going to earn any money if we go in the job market today. Yeah. So any opportunity to up our skill or try something new, we would go for it. Mm, that's very true. So, okay, now a more business related question. Like, oh, of course, you discuss, discuss the philosophy of a company and like potentials, I mean, hypotheticals. Not I, a company I, as for such. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, you get me. You get my <laughs> point. You get what I mean. I mean, your platform. Right, right, right. Your platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, of course, for Candid to succeed, you need a community of creators. But I haven't seen Candid aggressively marketing itself, at least recently. In the starting, definitely. Mm-hmm. A lot of people posting stories and shit. But recently, I haven't seen y'all aggressively marketing to get other people in. So, is that something you're actively doing, like trying not to market? Or is it just something that you ignored? So, I would say we are in a phase where we are, you know, realizing what is going right with the concept and what is going wrong with the concept. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I think... Uh, we are put more than you know how it like like I said we just started off winging it kind of like I would call it winging it and trying out things sending yeah. videos to your friends to put up on stories and stuff mm-hmm. but now because it's been one year and I've understood the concept and had a fair understanding of how the people are in the team mm-hmm. I think we've put in strategies in place and I think that's developing the strategy led is that phase where it's a little dormant right now. Like we are consistently posting on social media, but yeah. if like, like you said that there are not many people posting about it is because we are figuring out a way how we do it consistently over time, not a one-off situation where we ask a friend for a favor. Mm. So like we are trying to partner with more organizations, set up cross promotional deals with them. So mm. that's in the work, but uh, my point being that we are not, we are no longer winging it. Like we mm. started off doing, yeah. now we are, trying to figure we are more clear about what we want to do Mm -hmm. yeah I know that entire one-off thing 
it's something that really hurts especially creators because um again with consistency also because in the first video that they post or the first thing that they put mm-hmm. out they get a lot of attention they get a lot of reposts they get a lot of people saying oh go check out his content correct and correct. then when they post the second thing and no one gives it attention <laughs> then they just stop posting it's like fuck it no one's giving attention so persistence pers- persistence over there is very important that's where candid also comes into the play na no? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah Uh, if you're a creator tomorrow and mm-hmm. you submit something, then I am ensuring that your piece is getting promoted on my page. Yeah. So you are definitely getting some mo- like aware. Like if like right now, candidate is reaching like seven hundred followers, right? Mm-hmm. Now, optimistically, if we like we'll increase the number of followers that we have over time. A creator will a get reach out their work to many more people and also mm-hmm. get many more people to share their work because. end of the day on social media only people who like your content is going to share your content mm. right so the only benefit here is that candid candidate is doing the work for you you mm. can put it up on your stories you can do it individually but we are there to ensure that your work reaches out to many more people because it's our responsibility now not only yeah, yeah. yeah but again like i completely agree like there are many people who are trying small mm. social initiatives and people give a lot of appreciation in the start but then it phases out It phases out. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, having an entity like Candid in the middle, mm-hmm. hopefully, eventually will remove that problem of phasing out for yeah, that's, creators. That's really cool. I mean, again, that's the aim. I mean, mm-hmm. we are not, we are nowhere near having these things in place. But it's always good to keep a like a thought in mind that we this is this is what we want to do. This is what the aim is. man that's that's really cool man candid is actually you know it's helping fix a lot of these problems that i mentioned with creators i mean i'm hoping that it fixes it's not really <laughs> fixing right now but that's the attempt right that's all yeah, we're that's doing yeah that's the attempt yeah exactly yeah, so that's so how effectively are you using like social media are you on twitter let's say or youtube and are these other places linkedin do you have a page mm-hmm. do you try to promote everywhere or just instagram So I mean, we have a page on most social media like uh, platforms, mm-hmm. but we are aggressively marketing on Instagram right now. Like, okay, again regarding marketing, I think uh, if you see the first post on our account and if you see the current post on account, mm-hmm. you will see a big difference in the kind of design, like uh-huh. the simple aesthetics of the page. Like, I will just if I like if you could put something like like an image of sorts. and if you could just make a comparison one year back mm-hmm. it's like i can't imagine how bad our page looked one year back <laughs> and <laughs> but i think uh, like yeah, again about social media we are uh, improving our aesthetics on a continuous basis giving more attention to design mm-hmm. and we are trying to figure out instagram algorithms simultaneously posting on facebook and stepping out of the instagram arena i think once i'm able to create a base on one social media platform then mm-hmm. i would jump so we are posting content on other social media platforms also but we are focusing on understanding and cracking social uh, instagram as of now oh that's that's actually very smart you know focusing on one place that's so that that was really cool we heard a lot about candid and um, about how you're supporting creators and uh, i would like to thank you for being on this podcast it's been what 36 minutes nice <laughs> didn't even realize 
It's actually been 36 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I can see the timer. That's <laughs> mad, man. Right? Yeah, that's that's mad. I mean, we had an even longer conversation about three weeks ago, but I mean, right, this right. is good. This is good for the podcast because people won't listen if it's about one hour. <laughs> I mean, this is also more like me marketing Canada expressions because I need more followers. <laughs> but... Definitely. <laughs> I mean, this is but, me marketing me. Come on, I'm calling in creators only for the sake of first of all getting content and second of all getting free marketing. <laughs> I mean, end of the day, both of us are doing the same thing. I'm doing it with an entity. You're doing it with yourself. Yeah, so, correct, correct. Both of us are still branding and figuring it out way on this in the social media world. Mm, that's that's cool. So, do you wanna, you know, explicitly plug yourself right now? Yourself, maybe your own Instagram page or candid Instagram's page. I'll obviously have it linked, but you know, give us a nice plug. You know, a pitch. Why should someone follow Candid? Uh, I think the whole thirty-minute-long conversation was good <laughs> enough. <laughs> because, like, uh, like this, you were the first person who gave me so much time and tried to understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So, like, no, it's it's really okay. cool. That's why I wanted to understand. Like, there's so much to it. It's just it's not basically just a platform. As we discussed, it's an incubator. It's helping people grow. It's I mean, I would say, awful. you know, what I've realized is this journey is that tomorrow, if you, on face value, if you see candid, you're like, haan, thik hai, 700 follower hai, website hai, thik hai. Hmm. But the kind of like thoughts that go behind it mm-hmm. and the kind of discussions that are taking place mm-hmm. is something very different. And I'm, it's just like hoping that some days those thoughts are reflected and we see the results on like like on our website and on our instagram mm. so i think it's the same for you also like yeah, the amount of thought you put behind your content and the amount mm. of thought you put behind on how to go about marketing yourself mm-hmm. is much more than what is visible or like what's the face value and i think yeah, yeah. that's something very important because you will only people appreciate the kind of work you do if they are able to see it mm-hmm. but like a podcast or like a video gives them gives someone like me the opportunity to you know talk about what goes behind it mm-hmm. and how we are trying to uh, figure our way out yeah that's so, definitely what podcasts are for it's more of a conversation where and it's a long conversation right like 40 minutes long like this exactly and people so, can put their thoughts out there market themselves whatever podcasts are fucking amazing <laughs> but i would only i have to say that uh, start a pre- like i didn't do this before i started candid but it's important that we start appreciating pages not only based on their face value mm-hmm. because very true there's a lot of thought goes that goes behind it and obviously like you will be appreciated if you do good work but mm-hmm. your thoughts also have value yeah. a lot of times people only think that like nobody wants to listen to a failure story they mm-hmm. only want to listen to a successful story because yeah. everybody wants to be successful but i think mm-hmm. there is also merit in a failure story Definitely. or a merit in an on, in the work story mm-hmm. because you are learning on a very yeah. continuous basis like what i'm saying today and if i do a podcast let's say 3 weeks or 4 weeks later mm-hmm. what i'm saying will be very different because mm-hmm. i may not receive like say 100 200 followers in the next one month but the kind mm-hmm. of thoughts i have or the kind of ideas that i have mm-hmm. are going to be very different yeah. i think that's something that needs to be appreciated much more than what how people are appreciating it today yeah definitely 
I mean, the amount of work that goes behind my content, like, I don't know about you. I mean, you said how much goes, but there's obviously more than what you even said. I know the amount of work that goes behind this stuff and it's, it's insanely, because like, it's not just basically making content, putting it out there. I'm out here calling people, emailing people like, oh, please come on my podcast. Let's do this. Let's do that. So much going on. And it's, it's too much work and you know, no one knows about it. So yeah, definitely. So this conversation was really cool. And um, we learned a lot about you. We learned a lot about Candid. So, um, I mean, we also learned a lot about you and how like the entire content creation process takes place. Like, I think both of us are in a very similar position. And I think it's important that, I mean, it's a great thing because mm-hmm. right now in this call, we are witnessing how to go about marketing a personal brand and like an entity. So, yeah. and if you see now that when I'm talking to you, there is, there aren't, there aren't many differences. Yeah, it's it's very very similar. It's both mm-hmm. of us are figuring out. We are learning in the process. It's just you are my, like you have a different approach to it, and I have a different approach to it. But our journey is still very similar. Yeah, of course, we are all trying to grow over here in terms of following. So, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> That's so. Um, of course, we learned about each other. <laughs> Let's we've established <laughs> that we learned a lot about each other and our process. And of course, the purpose of this entire podcast is to learn the entire creation process and you know learn about the souls behind it like you put on your story like candid souls that's the thing right exactly yeah, yeah. this is about our soul you know the creator's soul the creator's journey so thanks for coming bro this has been a productive 42 minutes perhaps the most productive 42 most minutes, productive minutes. <laughs> 42 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i'll have his handles linked in the description and um See you later, Arya. I will talk to you soon. And hopefully we can collaborate on some work. Chalo, bye. So hit the subscribe or follow button if you like this. And if you didn't, let me know why in a review or in the comments. In case you hit that subscribe or follow button, follow my content on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. They are all linked in the description. I'll see you guys next week.